Welcome to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media. We provide business professionals with insights and ideas for protecting their people from the vast array of threats facing organizations today. Each week, you'll hear advice and best practices from an experienced safety leader. Here's your host, Peter Steinfeld. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm talking with Erica Reed, Business Resiliency Analyst at Macy's. She's early in her career, but speaks like an absolute veteran and is truly inspiring for those looking to break into the business continuity and resilience space. Erica earned a master's of public administration with a concentration in disaster and emergency management and is a certified associate business continuity professional. In this episode, Erica demystifies business resiliency at Macy's and breaks down how both she and her team streamline situational awareness, crisis management, and business continuity for this iconic retail institution. Let's listen in. Erica, I'd like to start by asking you about the organization's structure. I understand that Macy's Incorporated isn't just Macy's. Can you tell us a little bit about that, as well as how many employees and locations the company has now? Yeah, absolutely. So Macy's Incorporated casts an umbrella over three iconic nameplates, which are, of course, Macy's, but also Bloomingdale's and Blue Mercury. So headquartered in New York City, we operate one of retail's largest e-commerce businesses integrated with a nationwide footprint to deliver the most convenient and seamless shopping experience. And to give you a a better idea of that footprint that we cast, we have over 850 locations, which includes, of course, our retail storefronts, as well as our supply chain distribution centers, our corporate offices, our call centers, et cetera. And we have roughly 90,000 colleagues at the moment. I'm not sure if the term fun fact is quite appropriate for this one, but something that I learned in my own research and that I do like to share when I can because I found it quite interesting is that two of the co-owners of Macy's were actually passengers on the Titanic. Wow, I did not know that. That's really interesting. (laughs) Fun fact indeed. Tell us more about your role specifically. What are your responsibilities and how does your role fit into the larger business resilience team? So I am part of the business resiliency group, as you mentioned, and as a team, we are responsible for all emergency management components and functions of the enterprise, which of course includes crisis management and communication, 24-7, 365 situational awareness, and business continuity planning to hit a few of the big ones. Now, we are a very small but mighty group of six professionals at our fullest, and we operate in my humble opinion, as a very tight-knit and well-oiled machine. So each of us on the team sort of operate within our own individualized space and areas of expertise, if you will, but we all share the responsibility of crisis management and situational awareness that I mentioned. And then again, to give you a better idea of what we mean by crisis management and situational awareness, our team monitors and manages a variety of ever-changing threats from something perhaps more isolated like a jewelry counter smash and grab theft to something of a larger scale like the wildfires that we see out west or a hurricane in the southeast. Now personally, I manage the business continuity program for the enterprise. So in addition to that crisis management and situational awareness support, I oversee all of the business impact analyses and continuity planning for each of our departments across all three nameplates. I also own the responsibility of managing our crisis communication program and the way in which we contact those 90,000 colleagues that I mentioned in the event of any type of emergency or crisis situation. 
So have you always operated that way or was it siloed in the past with each business unit? So our team oversees business resiliency for all three of our nameplates, but as you get down into some of the more granular logistics of it all, there has historically been some separation and still to this day, there there is some separation that exists. So for example, all three of our nameplates have their own asset protection teams. And then our team would step in and act as coordinators in any enterprise-wide events or even just day-to-day operations to provide resources and support as needed. Um, And one of our goals as a professional team is to streamline business resiliency to create an organization that continues to grow stronger and more robust. So we have recently onboarded a new business continuity tool that allows us to create a more central, singular repository for all of our plans and risk assessments. And then in turn, what this allows us to do is through connecting with each of our departments across those three nameplates and understanding not only their roles and procedures, but the criticality of those roles and procedures, we can then compare and contrast those similar functions within the organization. So again, across all three nameplates, identify any weaknesses or single points of failure that might exist, and then restructure or revamp those processes or procedures to help the enterprise as a whole continue to grow more resilient. That's fantastic that you all work together to just build better and be stronger. Can you walk us through a typical day in your role? It sounds like you have your hands in quite a few different areas. So this is always one of my favorite questions because as is the case with any emergency management based role, there really is no typical quote unquote day to day. You really never know what's going to be thrown your way. And that challenge is something that I love so much about my job, right? Every day is different. And so for our team, this really leans into that component of 24-7, 365 situational awareness that I mentioned. We are constantly being informed of different incidents happening all over the country, all over the world, and being fed information via various intel sources constantly. And we have really developed a systemic way to manage any incident that impacts the Macy's Incorporated Enterprise from start to finish. Now, I will say that some days are certainly more interesting than others, and one of the strangest alerts that we have ever received was about a python that had gotten loose in a mall where we had a store from a nearby zoo. And thankfully, you know, nothing crazy came out of it. He was returned home safely, but that is certainly one of the most interesting ones I've ever seen come through. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I bet you've got dozens of more stories that are similar to that. Oh yeah. So in order to achieve this level of situational awareness and and hit that point where we do see things like that come through on our radar. Someone from our team is on call at all times. And essentially what happens is if you are the team member that's on call during an impactful or even potentially impactful incident, you are the emergency manager for that event. And so you will own it from start to finish. And as we know, threats are ever-changing and individualistic in so many different regards. So there are a variety of factors that we have to assess when something does arise. So for example, severity and proximity are two of our largest assessments that we look at. But a third critical one is any personnel impacts. Our colleagues and our customers are always our first priority. And oftentimes we need to be able to think very quickly and act on our toes. So I'll give you a a better example to, to help give this some context. So for example, A robbery at a bank or a store two to three miles from our closest location 
may not be something that's too concerning for us as the residual effects may be as minimal as traffic delays due to any police activity, which in turn might delay our colleagues arriving to work. However, going back to that wildfire example that I mentioned before, in this situation, we need to understand things like acreage size and wind speed and wind direction and relative humidity and all of these different components that could potentially come together to create the perfect storm that might not only impact our locations nearby, but also our colleagues in their own homes. And I, I want to be clear that we are by no means a passive group and we always strive to make sure that we stay as far ahead of these incidents as we possibly can and take as proactive of an approach as possible. Well, that's great. You're really taking this concept of duty of care uh, to another level, which is fantastic to hear. What are some of the essential components of Macy's business resiliency program? So I had previously mentioned before that some of our key pillars are crisis management and business continuity, but another vital component of our team, and I'll get into a few here, one of these components is database management and process efficiency improvements that we have achieved through automation. So through this type of technology, we've been able to make a myriad of improvements that allow us to shift our attention and take our focus away from the more menial or redundant tasks that we find ourselves doing day to day and allow us to, again, shift that attention to the more critical factors and incidents that we see on a daily basis. A second component that we are very excited about and something that I have previously touched on is our business continuity planning program. So we are currently in the process of revamping our program to take a more proactive approach and really drill down on relative dependencies of each of our business departments. And then a third component and something that is new for our team is the addition of cyber incident management. So we work directly with our technology and information security teams to maintain and implement a robust event response management program, which would be our first line of defense in the event of a data loss or breach of incident. It seems like that's a lot of change and a different way of doing things. Is it supported from the top down? Is that why you're able to be so successful? Yes, we see an incredible amount of support from our leadership and, and it really allows us the flexibility to pivot and make these changes as needed and adapt to help the organization overall remain resilient. You mentioned this a little bit before, but I'm curious to hear more. Tell me more about how your team works cross-functionally with other departments. I know that's really important. We are very plugged in with different departments within Macy's Incorporated. And again, in my humble opinion, have a very strong working relationship with a wide variety of partners. So I previously mentioned the asset teams that each of our brands have that we work very closely with on a regular basis. These asset protection teams are the boots on the ground for our organization. And more often than not, or depending on what the event is, they are our eyes and ears during an event. For example, they may see or hear of a jewelry smash and grab incident or a customer altercation or something of that nature before it hits our radar, which makes them in that situation our central line of intel. However, we have the tools and resources at our disposal that provide us with the opportunity to do a little bit more digging and capture any additional information that maybe those teams on the ground don't have available to them, and then we can feed it back to them. And so we will operate in this cycle of intel and coordination to ensure that our teams have all the information and the resources and the support that they need, with, of course, the ultimate goal of always keeping our colleagues, customers, and locations as safe as possible. 
In your role, I know that you also manage the Enterprise Business Continuity Training and Exercise Program. So how do you go about training each of these distinct functions? And does the approach differ across each one? Macy's is very unique in that we are not a one-size-fits-all organization. And again, when I say Macy's, I'm referencing Macy's, Bloomingdale's, and Blue Mercury. And that concept that we are not a one-size-fits-all is recognized on a variety of levels. And in my world, this is also the case with our training and exercise program. So of course, different departments operate very differently from one another and understandably have varying standard operating procedures. And so any training that we do is always tailored to match the needs of each department. For example, we recently met with our Houston supply chain team for the 2022 hurricane season. This particular training was less of a structured or formal training session and more of an open dialogue between our team and the Houston team to really understand the needs of our partners based on past experiences and also discussing what components of our support historically worked and what maybe did not work. So as a native South Floridian myself, I am no stranger to hurricanes, but I don't have the slightest idea of what a hurricane looks like from the perspective of supply chain logistics. And that is why these conversations, as unstructured or informal as they may be, are so critical to the overall resilience of the organization. If we as a team can better understand what our partners' needs and priorities are, then of course we can better support them. And in this instance in particular, all parties walked away from the meeting and from that conversation feeling much more prepared and more confident going into hurricane season. No, I think that's huge what you just said. It's It should be a combination of top down, pushing best general practices, but then bottom up with the boots on the ground, knowing what the reality is. And then you meet somewhere in the middle. To your point, I think everyone walks away feeling like they were heard and you the best ideas come out and you have an ex- exponentially better result. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about communication? I can imagine how challenging it's got to be to manage resiliency for three organizations with hundreds of storefronts and so many people. Yeah, so I'm going to return to Texas here. But one of the craziest events that I've experienced within this role in my time at Macy's was the freeze in Texas that we saw last year. And what we saw was an unprecedented event for a number of reasons, but something that more directly impacted us was that as cell towers froze, we lost the ability to communicate with our colleagues via cell phone. And so with this added component of something so outlandish happening in Texas, where these folks, unfortunately, were not as experienced or well-prepared to deal with a winter storm of this caliber, again, paired with that breakdown in communication, people were understandably concerned. And so thankfully, With the assistance of some of our other teams and resources within Macy's, we were able to reach those colleagues, but it was something that certainly caught all of us off guard as I think sometimes we take that ability to communicate for granted. So streamlining communication has really been a critical goal of ours and a vital component within our own team and is simultaneously something that is such a critical component of a resilient organization overall. And so a key product of this streamlined train of thought that can be seen within our team and our organization is evident within our emergency call centers. And so to provide a little bit more background and context here, we have call centers that operate on 24-7 schedules and provide our colleagues with an outlet to call in and report 
various incidents such as power outages or water maintenance issues or things of that nature, as well as those emergency situations like a customer altercation, a robbery, or a shooting, for example. Now, historically, both Macy's and Bloomingdale's operated separate call centers that operated in very similar capacities. But what our team found in reviewing these call centers were some gaps in communication and just some overall process inefficiencies. And so we set out to address this and have since been able to successfully streamline Bloomingdale's and Macy's into one central call center. So as you think about communication, in your professional opinion, how important is that bi-directional communication during any kind of an emergency or unplanned incident? I think it's one of the most vital outlets that having planned accordingly and prepared accordingly that we can utilize to really ensure that our colleagues are and our customers are safe and have the resources and information that they need quite literally at their fingertips. Yeah, it's like all the planning you do and everything is the engine, but then the communication is the oil that allows it to actually operate when things go wrong. Yes, exactly. Well, with such a large organization under your purview, how do you manage it all? It's a lot. Yeah, and certainly there are some days when it feels like the world is ending, but as complex as our job can be, there's a really simple perspective that we always try to maintain, which is take it one day at a time, but always try to be one step ahead. And so, as I mentioned, we know that threats are always changing and always evolving and always adapting, and so we must change and adapt and evolve along with them if we hope to remain resilient against them. And so, because my team in particular is such a small and closely knit team. We have this benefit of being able to quickly bounce ideas off of one another and make those quick pivots or snap judgments or snap changes as they're needed. And I think that one of the most impactful of these changes comes with the reimagining of our business continuity planning program that I've mentioned. Now, historically speaking, in my opinion, Business continuity planning can be a very static, rigid, or even cumbersome aspect of an organization. But at Macy's, we are very lucky to not be confined to the purview of a checkmark-based box. And what I mean by that is we have the flexibility to be dynamic in our planning and understand our business processes in a more robust and holistic lens. So with this flexibility, we are then able to hone in on our dependencies and relationships and their criticality to understand potential downstream or even upstream effects in the event of any type of business disruption. So in doing so, we can identify those weaknesses or single points of failure and mitigate or strengthen them before disaster strikes as opposed to taking a solely reactive recovery-based stance. Now, of course, we are not so naive as to assume or think that we can mitigate or prepare for every threat thrown our way, but I do believe that if we continue down this trajectory of proactive thinking and always striving to stay one step ahead of potential threats, then Macy's will continue to become a more resilient organization. That's fantastic. And it seems like uh, that approach only works, as I mentioned before, when you have support from the top. So it sounds like the highest levels of leadership understand the importance of your role to keep things running at Macy's. And that's why you're able to operate the way you do. Absolutely. And we have found within our team that we are very lucky to be well-respected within the organization. And so oftentimes we have the benefit of being able to go to our leadership and explain why we're doing what we're doing or why we need to pivot on what we're doing to then have that support return to us so that we are, are able to make these changes. 
Well, respect is earned. And clearly by hiring people like you, I never would have guessed that you're relatively new to the field. I'm certain other young people in this industry would love to know how you were able to kickstart your career. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah. So I grew up in a law enforcement family and I always knew that I wanted to study and do something in that field as I grew up, which led me to pursue criminology at Florida State University. And I loved what I was studying, but as time went on, I realized that I really did not have a clear-cut path to the future career that I wanted. And it was actually on a whim during a conversation with an advisor of mine that I learned about Florida State University's Emergency Management and Homeland Security program. So I took the four or five classes that I needed to satisfy this certificate, and I was hooked instantly. My senior spring, I had the opportunity to intern with the Florida Division of Emergency Management in their Preparedness Bureau. And that was where I had my first real-world experience, not only with emergency management, but also with continuity of operations planning. And I quickly learned that I I really enjoyed planning and I had a knack for it. So I earned a Master of Public Administration in Disaster and Emergency Management. And from there, set out on a much clearer and more defined career path. Now, flash forward almost two years, and here we are. And I feel so incredibly blessed that at my age, I am exactly where I want to be with a team and a job that I truly love and a company that I'm so proud to be a part of. Well, that's fantastic. Erica, thank you so much for joining us on the Employee Safety Podcast. It's really fascinating to hear how you simplify resiliency for such a robust organization and how you've made your way in this career at a young age. Yeah, thank you so much. How can our listeners get in touch with you if they have any follow-up questions? You can find me on LinkedIn as Erica Reed. That's Erica with a C and R with two E's. And I can be reached at erica.reed at macy's.com. Wonderful. Well, thanks again to Erica and all our listeners for joining us on the Employee Safety Podcast. Please subscribe to future episodes at Alert Media's website or on your favorite podcast player. We also appreciate your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a safe week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, the industry's most intuitive emergency communication and threat intelligence solution. To learn more about how to protect your people and business during critical events, visit alertmedia.com. Until next time.